This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the English Premier League edition of the Betting Weekly Podcast, where we'll be looking ahead to another weekend of EPL action, coming to you a day later uh, than usual this time around, of course, because there was midweek fixtures spread across Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, some big games uh, during the week, and we've got another set to look ahead to now. Uh, with first up, Nigel Seeley. Nigel, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, I'm right, Harry. Throat's still a little bit sore. I think there's a lot more uh, singing and a lot more uh, exertions over the over the midweek. So, yeah, um, obviously myself and Jack and you, Harry, went to the Etihad to watch Manchester City uh, play, play Arsenal. And uh, I think from a betting perspective, the, the title race is done now. I think Man City showed last uh, on, on uh, Wednesday night just how good they were with an absolutely amazing performance for them. Uh, I mean, just tactically and on the night, they just turned up. And Arsenal perhaps didn't turn up, didn't play their best, but I don't think anybody in the world would have been able to compete with Manchester City on that form. It was uh, it was an honour to watch Haaland in the flesh. I thought he was exceptional again. And uh, obviously, the Bruyne are pulling the strings as well. But I think what has been an, an amazing title race, you know, for betting perspective, and we really wanted it to go all the way. I think it's run its course now. And as you can see on the betting with Bet Rivers, that Man City are an unbettable favourite, and I think they will win another title. And I, I mean, myself and Jack were speaking about it, but we think that they're going to go all the way and win the treble. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, welcome back to the show, Jack Wright, as well. Uh, looking a lot fresher than me uh, after me. that trip to me. Manchester. I don't know how. <laughs> How's it Still going? A good filter on. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, really good. Yeah, obviously echoing what Nigel said there, really, to be fair. Fantastic trip to the Etihad and on our part, part obviously, as uh, as neutrals and to see Haaland. That's the first time I've seen Haaland in the flesh and uh, what a fearsome, fearsome player he is at, what, 23 years of age with his best years ahead of him. If he stays injury-free, dread to think how many goals he's going to score. Um, but has it all, doesn't he? Strength, power, pace, explosiveness, obviously can finish as well. So, uh, and beautiful hair. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just about to say, sort of I accepted at halftime that Arsenal had lost the game. But then to watch them score the fourth and to see Haaland's hair flopping along behind him just really rubbed salt in the wounds, didn't it? I used to have hair like that many years ago, many moons ago. I did. I'll show you some pictures. I did long flowing hair, long, big, when sort of Manchester scene in the, in the 90s into like the Happy Mondays and stuff, I did big load of hair. It can go wrong, Mr. Haaland. It can go wrong very, very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Right, let's get into this weekend's picks then. Um, six different games to talk about. Uh, the guys have spread their bets across uh, six different matches, so this should be an interesting show. Um, Nigel, let's start with you. Let's start with one of your favourite teams, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, they're facing Brighton this weekend. What have you got for us? It's not one of my favourite markets that I'm doing. I'm not doing the draw half-time in the Brighton match, uh, in the Wolves match, but if you want to do it, 
you know, by all means do it. We all know the script there. We know why I like to bet it. So it's plus money again with Bet Rivers. I was tempted to go with it because I thought we've got to end the season with my trademark bet, but I didn't want to go with it. This is really more to do with the fact that I want to fade Brighton rather than the fact that I want to necessarily be with Wolves. Uh, we touched on the midweek show that I thought that Brighton, after the FA Cup, could have a downward spiral on their league form. They've got nothing to play for. I mean, they can possibly make European football, but it looks looks tall order for them to do that. And I think the exertions of the FA Cup semi-final going all the way to extra time and penalties, as I said in midweek, I think that will have a big effect. And that is why I took them, uh, I, I opposed them against Nottingham Forest in midweek and Nottingham Forest got the job done very, very comprehensively, winning 3-1 in a match which they should have um, probably had a little bit more uh, then the 3-1 win, if you look at the stats, the, the, the Brighton dropped their usual very high metrics. They're still impressive metrics, but you can just tell that the level from Brighton has probably dropped off a little bit. And I think the FA Cup, real big defeat for them. And, and it was a gut-wrenching defeat because they were a better side against Manchester United. And as I said before, we saw it with Fulham. When Fulham got beat by uh, by by um, Manchester United in the FA Cup as well, their seed had sort of imploded in the league form as well. And that's my reasoning for this bet. Now, Wolves are on the upward spiral. If you look at their form, you look at their data, you look at their statistics, Lopetegui's doing a very, very good job at Wolves, going underneath the radar. And obviously, Unai Emery at another Midlands club in, in Aston Villa is getting all the the, the, the actual pr- the praise and all the, all, the, all the eyes are on his performances. But I'll tell you what, Leeds are doing all right. Uh, sorry, Wolves are doing all right. They've won three of their last four. They've kept clean sheets in those matches as well, so they haven't conceded. Defensive, they look, look back to being that solid old Wolves that we've known for, for years and years and years. They've had a lot of injury problems. Neves is back now. He pulled all the strings and he was he was uh, very impressive in their last win as well. So I've got a feeling here that Wolves will go... Well, if, if they went to this match four weeks ago, there'd be a monumental gamble on uh, Brighton. But I think the way the season and the way the weeks have just sort of panned out at the moment, I give, Bright- I give Wolves a chance here. So I'm going to go for Wolves plus one goal on the Asian handicap which is plus money, it's plus 105. And I think to get plus money on that bet, when it's a push, if they only lose by one goal, Brighton very rarely beat teams by three or four. If you look at their last, I was it, well, seven matches at home um, in the Premier League, they've only won by more than one goal on one occasion. And that was a 4-0 win they had. So I, I don't think, Brighton may win it, they might win it 1-0, but I don't see them putting three or four past Wolves. In, and I think Wolves defensively now a lot more stronger as well. So the bet here, reasoning why, fade Brighton after the, what's been a very, very long season with a very, very small squad compared to other teams at the top of the Premier League. Uh, get with the uh, Wolves because they're improving and not conceding goals. And Brighton very rarely beat teams by more than one goal. So when you put them all together, the best angle of attack here is the Asian handicap. Wolves plus one, uh, plus 105 with Bet Rivers. Brilliant stuff. Um, Jack, speaking of uh, teams that have improved of late, uh, two teams that have improved of late and have essentially uh, secured safety, maybe not mathematically, but certainly uh, based on from what we can see, Crystal Palace and West Ham go head to head. What have you got for us here? Yeah, I think both of them picked up well, didn't they? And then had stalling performances over the last, well, last midweek, certainly. Um, And I think there's a little group now of sides are, are probably safe, but just want that win just for the comfort of, of knowing that that's it now done and dusted and I think both these sides come into that category really especially Palace you know they're, they're, there's a lot of sides underneath them now for them to suddenly hit a brilliant run of form and leap over Palace would take some some doing but yeah three straight wins under Roy Hodgson when he came to the club effectively has uh has, has done done well for them there 
a bit of a frustrating draw with Everton at home last time out. Um, goal disallowed and a nil-nil. Um, and then that midweek defeat, two Wolves, um, which was probably a bit more disappointing um, than anything else. But um, they will be keen for a win. Like I said, I think just to get this over the line and, and, and done with, um, they're eight, eight points clear of the drop. So I say it would be a surprise for them to go there. But the home fans haven't had a lot of fun in entertainment at all, have they? Uh, one win in nine for them. So again, I think that that will be a, a driver that they want to get their fans back on side. Hodgson will want to get their fans on side for... You assume the new manager to come in, whether he's going to, he's unlikely to continue on into his 80s, uh, but um, we'll see. Um, and I think West Ham will be disappointed to have lost that unbeaten run in midweek against Liverpool. Again, they had goal disallowed and it was one of the ones that they'd gone in front and didn't quite manage to get it over the line. Probably deserved to get beat from what I've seen and read, but, um, you know, they're five points um, clear of the drop, but with a game in hand. So, again, they're in that situation where they want to get a job done so they can um, then focus on their European exploits. So should be tight, should be low scoring. Um, under two and a half goals, he was at minus 159. But West Ham have uh, been under in 21 of 32, which is the most in in the league. Palace, 20 and 33. So get just where this is going. My actual bet here is on Eze, one of our players that were mentioned a lot, a player that we liked for the last couple of seasons. I loved him when he was in the EFL and he's um, now now coming to the party here for, for Palace in, in recent weeks. So over 0.5 shot on target for this bet. It's at minus 139. I kept an eye on the price because it's kind of been fluctuating around that mark, but still playable at this, this moment in time. And it shouldn't change too much because this is the early kickoff Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. So, um, He's flourished since Patrick Vieira's departure, not sort of blaming Patrick Vieira for it at all, but obviously there was a terrible run of games for them. And he's certainly come to fruition in the last um, five games. Um, Roy Hodgson's given him his head, certainly. He got eight minutes in the interim manager against Arsenal, um, but then since then he's played every second uh, under Roy Hodgson. So obviously Hodgson likes him as a player, has given him the confidence and these type of players like they are, are a confidence type of player. So um, he's had nine shots on target in those five games, including one in that, those eight minutes against Arsenal as well. At least one on target in all of those five to two. Scored three goals as well. And a key part of this is that, you know, we're seeing that changing of the guard at this Palace in that um, Zaha obviously has been their talisman, top goal scorer season in, season out. Eze's now got seven goals, which is uh, is the most of any Palace player in the league this season. Zaha obviously out a lot more of injuries at this stage of his career as well. So Eze and Elise are the ones that are now driving the new Palace forward. And uh, he's doing that with his shots. And I say he's got confidence going into this game. Having minutes as well is good. And with a, a tight game like this, shouldn't be many goals in it, but should mean that we're driving for a goal at most of the most of the 90 minutes. And he's a, a lad that does like a shot from outside the box. So we haven't even got to kind of get into those real key areas. He'll, he'll have a dig from outside. And uh, I like this bet a lot. Um, he's uh, yeah been in good form in the last few weeks. So over 0.5 shot on target, minus 139. Brilliant stuff. And that, of course, as always, will be settled using the Opta data. It's incredible, isn't it? Because players like Eze, Elise, we were talking about them in the past as being players that needed the shackles taken off and that Patrick Vieira was going to do that. And Roy Hodgson's come back and the the opposite has happened. It's it's strange. But anyway, uh, we move on. Uh, Nigel, Nottingham Forest have managed to uh, pop their heads above the, uh, the bottom three. Can they stay there, though? They've got a trip to Brentford coming up this weekend. 
Yeah, I've had a, I've had a decent run in the last few weeks. Um, we, we've got we, I got all three collections right in the midweek show, uh, and two prior to that we were two out of three. I'm not I'm not saying that to, to blow my own trumpet or to to say how great I am, but the reason why I'm going to say it is because the trend that I've been going for is goals. Um, I haven't been going for unders goals. I've been going for goals. Usually, traditionally, I'm a big unders man, as everybody's aware. But uh, in the nine picks that I've given, seven of them have won in the last three shows we've done. And I think six of them was because I've gone for both teams to score over two and a half goals. Uh, I sort of overemphasize how much seasons change and obviously like times of the seasons. And I think this time and this time around, you want to be looking for over games rather than under games. Also, I've said before, and I think it's a very important thing to note, is you want to look for teams that have got absolutely nothing to play for, then they play with a lot. We mentioned it there. They take the shackles off and they play with a lot more freedom. Um, this match here, though, one of them has got nothing to play for and one of them has got everything to play for. But I think it lines itself up to be a very entertaining game. And that is when Brentford hosts Nottingham Forest at the Brentford Community Stadium. Um, Brentford, surprisingly, are the fifth highest home scorers in the Premier League, which I found as a little bit of a surprise, really. Um, obviously, they've got Tony, Ivan Tony, who scores he's got 20 goals this season. Uh, Thomas Frank's sides always start off fast. They're always in your face. And we've, we've mentioned them before. And they're a, they're a sort of a go-to side whenever they're at home in the matches like this. I think they'll probably win it, but I don't think they'll... I think Forrest here have certainly played... Now they're under a little bit of pressure. They've actually played a lot better. Their, way, their road form is shocking. We all know that. They've, but they've only scored seven goals on the road this season. But in their last game, they went to Liverpool and scored two. So you can probably overlook that slightly given the, the, where they are in the table. Draws are no good for now. They've got to go and get wins. They've got to go and entertain. So I think it will be a decent watch this match. If you look at Nottingham Forest's road record, seven of their last 10 matches have been over two and a half goals. Uh, sorry, this is Brentford's, Brentford's home record. Seven of their last 10 home matches have been over two and a half goals. And seven of their last 10, both teams have scored yes. Uh, Forest have scored five in their last two good matches. Uh, obviously the win against Brighton and then scoring two against Liverpool. And um, Forest are the second highest team that conceded the most goals behind Bournemouth in the Premier League. So defensively, they are going to concede. Brentford at home, always score. So I was looking here at, at the goal markets. I was looking at both teams to score as a yes, but that mark, that line is minus 130. Over two and a half goals is minus 112. And given the sort of the comparisons that seven of the last 10, they, they weigh up together. The both teams to score stats and the, and the over two and a half goal stats are pretty much identical. So I think for the extra bit of juice in the price, I've got to go for over two and a half here at minus 112. I don't. I fully expect Brentford to score because they always do at home. Tony always gets them a goal. They get a lot of penalties, which Tony's obviously prolific from. And Nottingham Forest, the way they're currently playing, have realised that they've got to go and play a little bit. And with uh, Johnson on the on the counter attack for them, I think they've got pace in the side and they can always cause problems. And uh, I think it's, you're seeing a change of sort of tactics now from Nottingham Forest. They, they're going at it a lot more, and that's what they probably should have done a few weeks back. But I think there's goals in this match. It's been my go-to place for the last few weeks uh, on goals. I think Brentford, Nottingham Forest is an overs match. Over two and a half at minus 112. If you want to play the both teams to score, yes, I think that's a decent play. But I'd probably recommend that in a parlay with a couple of other matches. But I think for my official pick here, I've got to go for that over two and a half with that little bit more in the price at minus 112. Yep, makes a lot of sense. Really, really does. Uh, Jack, let's come back to you, mate. Uh, Bournemouth uh, versus Leeds United. Uh, that's going to be uh, an interesting one. Bournemouth getting another victory last night and again taking another step towards survival. Leeds, though, n- not so safe. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely right, yeah. And, and obviously, this is the reason why we've had to delay the show, because there were some huge games last night, as in Thursday night, and uh, which were going to have impacts at the bottom, certainly, of the of the table more than anything else. And it was a massive win for Bournemouth against Southampton. Um, Southampton, obviously, bottom of the table as well. And fair play to Gary O'Neill. I think there's a, a lot of times this season that we've gone, yeah, Bournemouth are done. Like pre-season, we thought it. Scott Parker left him an absolute shambles to pick up, and he did. Bournemouth then took an age to like make a decision that he was going to be their actual permanent manager. And then he went on a bad run, more or less straight after that. Then he's picked it up again and 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 they're in good nick. They've won three of the last four, seven points clear. And we'll probably go into that category of another side that are probably safe now after that win last night. But one more win they probably need to be to be certain. And you'd suggest this is probably a bigger game for Leeds because they are really in trouble down down at the bottom. Um, a point on Tuesday against Leicester. I watched that game. <laughs> it was an interesting one. Nigel obviously was one of the ones that cashed as far as his both teams to score. Somehow I managed to lose my uh, over the 2.75. Um, couple of goals disallowed. Glaring misses, good saves. Having having to go at Meslier, he made up two or three really good saves as well. So it was one of those things. But it had plenty of plenty of chances in it. And that's the route I'm going down with this one. Um, I actually fancied it for goals, but I just think these sides miss so many chances. I couldn't pull the trigger on that. So I've gone on a line that I really like, actually. It's probably my favourite bet and strongest bet of the weekend. It's over 25 and a half shots in the match. So from whatever mixture of Bournemouth or Leeds um, at minus 132, uh, I had the line set personally around about 30 so about 28 and a half 29 and a half was was what I was looking at so you have got a bit of scope to move up if you want but I've kind of played a bit safe after a sticky week for me this week so looking to get a, a safer bet on on the board but we obviously don't need goals in this we just need opportunities and, and, and plenty of shots both sides make lots of chances both sides concede lots of chances Bournemouth have conceded the most amount of shots in the entire league they average conceding 16.7 shots per game, which is clear at the top of that particular table, if you want to be at the top of that one or not. Um, and I'd say that game against Leicester, Leeds conceded so many good chances, uh, but then had probably the best chance at the end, which uh, which um, they put wide through Bamford. But um, 27 shots in the reverse fixture, so this would have cashed that. I've, I've broken down, Nigel said the same thing there. I, I basically, at this stage of the season, will kind of go into a, a last five game period because you want to have where sides are doing it. You look at a lot of South Fulham that have obviously got their stats for the course of the season, but their scenario at the moment is totally different. And then you've got sides that are desperate for a win that are going to have a different way of playing than they would do at the start of the season. So um, over the last five games, um, Bournemouth have had 75 shots and conceded 83. That's an average of 31.6 in their games. All their last five have gone over that 25 excuse me, 25 and a half line, 30, 33, 33, 35 and 27. So quite comfortably. Leeds, 68 and 69. Shots for and against. So you can see both these sides contribute by having shots and conceding them. The last five averages, 27.4. 34, 27, 26, 22 is against Fulham and 28. So only one of those combined 10 have not hit this line. So nine of the 10 obviously have. And um, I'm going to set this to be another one that will go nicely over this line, uh, over 25 and a half shots at minus 132. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. Leicester taking on Everton. That really is a relegation six-pointer. 
how do you see this one going? I, I'm, I don't know which way to call this one. I think it's so difficult. I've got to go with Leicester. <clears throat> I think uh, at plus 104, I think they obviously are a little bit of value for me at the plus money. It's a must-win game for both sides. I think the other thing you want to look at here is potentially bookings. I think this could be very, very fiery. I think I think whoever loses this is, well, I think they're, they're very heavy minus money favourites to be relegated on the back of this result. But so obviously you've got nature of the beast at the bottom. If Leeds lose or Nottingham Forest lose as well, then obviously it's nothing's really changing. Really, the, the team that's won it has got a great chance. But I think it's um, this is a huge, huge game. And I think on the evidence of what we've seen in the last four or five games is exactly what Jack said there. You look at who's up for the fight now. You look at who's ready to go. Who's, you know, you can really sort of take a lot away from what you saw at the early part of the season because this is a different stage of the season now and the mentality. We saw Everton last year in the exactly same position and they were brilliant at home. Frank Lampard got them over the line their home form. That isn't the case at the moment. They're, they look shocking. Uh, there's a lot of problems off the pitch at Everton as well. You can see the see the fans' frustration. Two new managers in charge. You know, John Dyche has obviously been in a little bit longer than Dean Smith. But um, we had that instant win, didn't we? They, they beat Arsenal. Suddenly thought, you know, he's got to get them going again. Then they beat Leeds at home. But their last two games at home have been absolutely dreadful. A 3-1 defeat by Fulham. And then a 4-1 loss last night by uh, by Newcastle. Newcastle were brilliant, but he could have been six if you read all the stats and the chances they had. So uh, Everton are in big trouble here. Everton are in big trouble. On the different side for Leicester, I feel they're on a little bit of an upward spiral at the moment. The one thing Leicester have always been good for is a goal. And you can't say that with Everton. Everton haven't got a striker. I can't see where they're going to score goals from. Um, really, I think going forward, they're in big, big trouble. Their road record is absolutely shocking in the Premier League, we know, and it's been shocking for three seasons now. No, no team in the Premier League has got a worse re- road record than Everton over a three-year period. Um, they're conceding goals alarmingly, which is nothing like a normal Sean Dyche side. You would expect Sean Dyche's side to be very defensive, very well organised. This Everton side is nothing like that. And Leicester, their last three matches under Dean Smith, their new manager, in three matches in charge, they played Man City, lost 3-1, but the last 25 minutes, they were much the better side and should have they could have had Man City on the ropes. And we think about how good Man City were in, in midweek. Leicester played really well against them. They drew, uh, obviously, with Leeds, 1-1, a game they should have won. And they beat Wolves 2-1. So those three reflections, that they're not bad results. Given that they've got goals in them and Everton haven't, I, I, I think this is, a, this is a good thing for the home side. They're also getting their best players back. Madison is back. Barnes is back. And also Jamie Vardy, who, who got back with a goal. Jamie Vardy has been... More, more the forgotten man this season, but when Dean Smith's gone there, he's put him straight back in and he scored two goals in his three matches in charge. So he's getting the best out of Vardy. That's dangerous for Everton. And um, I think if you look at player for player, broke it all down. I think Everton uh, leads, uh, so Leicester are a lot, lot better than this Everton side in ev- every department. I think probably, apart from the goalkeeper, I think Pickford's probably a better goalkeeper. But I think Leicester here get the job done. I think plus 104 is a decent price. One team offer a goal threat have world-class players who can open up defences and the other side are lacking any confidence, have got no goal threat and are in big trouble. And uh, Leicester, you know, this, this won't be, uh, this, this crowd will be 100% behind Leicester. It won't be like the Everton crowd booing and, and demonstrations. So one team I feel has definitely risen their game for the relegation battle and the other one is in serious trouble. And Everton, with their long history in the Premier League, I think uh, after my pick of Bournemouth and what they did in midweek, I think it's, I think it's, it's Mid, what we saw in midweek, Everton, I think, will be playing championship football next season. This wow. was my, um, I said about Ezair's price be, being a bit kind of close to the line. And this was my backup if it wasn't 
um, going to be as if the price had gone was a Leicester win here at, at plus money. So I watched that Leeds game. Madison was absolutely outstanding in that game. Absolutely brilliant. First thing he did after the final whistle, went up to Dean Smith, was having a chat with him about stuff. So he's bought into it. And as I said, I've mentioned it before about Dean Smith, certainly in those first few weeks, which is vital for this particular job assignment that he's got. He just seems to be a, a manager that players like to play for and, and gets a tune out of. And he will be making sure that Madison's wrapped in cotton wool and, and his new version of Jack Grealish, I think. Absolutely. But, uh, and you mentioned cards. I just had a quick check. It's Michael Oliver, the referee for this one, isn't it? Obviously, we saw it firsthand in, mid, in midweek. So he's, he's been good form for his cards after that, that performance at the Etihad. <laughs> I actually thought Michael Oliver had a good game and I don't often say that about Premier League referees in the big ones but I thought he was okay uh, on Wednesday night also worth no- noting that Leicester versus Everton is on Monday night so you've got a little bit of time uh, to think about that one if that is one that you're on the fence about um, taking it on to the final game that we're going to look at Jack uh, Liverpool taking on Tottenham we saw Tottenham in action uh, we saw Liverpool in action in midweek as well uh, Tottenham under Ryan Mason now you don't fancy them to go to Liverpool and get anything, do you? No, I don't. No, we, we've, we've gone for a goal-centric show today, which is nice. Nice and jolly. Plenty of goals. And I'm going down that route again here. Um, I am siding with Liverpool to win and over two and a half goals at minus 105. And I've talked a bit about Liverpool being inconsistent and I've not really bought into them. And I kind of waited, I suppose, for a little bit of a trigger to go, oh, actually, like, I'm prepared to side with them. There's two main points here is they're at home. I'm a lot more comfortable signing with Liverpool when they're at home. We know what their record's like there. And also that win against West Ham where they did dominate the game. They had, they had loads of shots. And and to go there and, and, and sort of, say, grind out a win to a certain extent, it's one of those ones that where they've been this season, they would have generally been beaten there um you know their waveforms have been shocking so you know they've, they've gone and got a good result there they've now won three on the spin they've got sights on the top four we see them get on these runs in the past as well when they get firing and they're scoring goals which is what they're doing um and uh, yeah 6-1 win against Leeds 3-2 against Forest we touched on that one as well and, and then 2-1 against West Ham so there's a common element there is that they're scoring goals but they're also conceding them so I was tempted with a with a both teams to score angle in on this one as well, given that Spurs have obviously got one thing they have got is is, is players who can score goals. We saw that last night as well. But um, what Liverpool will know is if they are going to gate crash that top four, which still looks like a, a, a long shot, admittedly, um, they will have to beat Spurs because obviously Spurs are direct competition for that that place. They've got a great record against them. They've won eight of the last ten in all competitions. Um, six of those eight wins this bet landed, which is say for, for three or more goals, five, two, one wins actually out of those six as well. Interestingly, if anyone wants to go very specific on it, but, um, so Liverpool strength at home, fourth best record in the league, um, behind the top two and Man United, as far as that's concerned, they've scored 39 goals in their 15 home games as well. Only the top two have scored more at home than them. Man City have been there and beat. Newcastle have been there and been beat. And Man United, obviously, famously this season, have gone to Anfield and got an absolute hiding. So um, we know what they can do. And this landed in the reverse as well. As bad as Liverpool's away form has been and as good as Spurs' home form has been, Liverpool actually went to Tottenham and, and, and beat them 2-1 earlier in the season when things weren't very good at all. So if they can do it there, 
they can do it anywhere. It sounds a little bit like a song, but um, it's um, no, they can certainly do it at Anfield. Um, and you're right, Brian Mason's first game yesterday um, got a 2 2 draw from 2 0 down. <sighs> Pretty fortunate, I think, maybe. You know, like you, they went two down at half time. Um, they also had. Um, Per- um, Perisic cleared one off the line, which would could would have been three 0 at half time, and I think that's game over. But um, Bruno Fernandez missed an absolute guilt edge chance from about seven yards out when he smashed the underside of the bar with, well, just the keeper in front of him. Um, so all those little elements there, you know, potentially paper over the cracks if they got a two-two draw. Um, no win in five. Um, look, they're, they're away from home, they're, their waveform's shocking. So we know the last one, obviously, that 6-1 absolute hammering at Newcastle when they were five down in 20 minutes. And I think St. James's Park and Anfield, you've got to put as a bit of a, a, a likeness. Yes, Newcastle being more consistent this season, but we know going to Anfield is a horrendous task for anyone when the, when Liverpool tails are up. So I can see him coming out early for this one, looking to put a marker down, knowing what Newcastle did to them. Um, they conceded early against Man United, did Spurs as well, of course, as well. So I think with that, then you know Liverpool keep the foot on the gas. You know they even went to Leicester and got done four-one recently as well. So four-two defeat at Man City, three-one defeat at Arsenal. That's the sort of score lines. That's the sort of um, expectation of this one with with that. That's say Spurs away. Their defence does look very dodgy, and we know what Liverpool have got in forward areas that they can absolutely go and take advantage of it. So Liverpool to win over two and a half. Goals in the match at minus 105. Brilliant stuff. Uh, that's all of the guys' picks then uh, for this week's Premier League action. Let's just quickly round those up. So for Nigel, he's gone for Wolves plus one on the Asian handicap against Brighton at plus 105. He's gone for over two and a half goals in the game between Brentford and Forest at the GTEC Community Stadium. That one's at minus 112. And he's gone for Leicester to beat Everton on Monday night at plus 104. Jack has gone for Eberece Eze to have over 0.5 shots on target in Crystal Palace's clash with West Ham. And that will be settled using the Opta data. The price there is minus 139. He's gone for over 25 and a half shots in the game between Bournemouth and Leeds United. That's total shots between the two sides. Again, settled using the Opta data. That one's priced at minus 132. And Liverpool take on Spurs at the weekend, and he's gone for a same-game parlay. Liverpool to win and over two and a half goals at minus 105. So those are the guys' picks. Um, Anything to add from any of you before we uh, say our goodbyes? Remember, if you're looking at Saturday and Sunday bets, you've got a bit less of a window this time to get those picks on. But also bear in mind, Leicester versus Everton is on Monday. Nigel, anything to add, mate? No, nothing really. Just uh, keep a touch of everything that we do across the, all the different uh, networks we provide. YouTube, obviously, the, the the podcast, as well as also our Instagram page, which uh, Jack took control of at the Etihad. Very, very well. Very well run. He's much more down with the kids than me, I must admit, <laughs> on that. But uh, yeah, very good uh, very good uh, content on there as well. Rory Giovanni is currently in Madrid for the tennis this weekend, and he'll be back on Monday as well. And it's a heat wave in, in Madrid, so uh, Rory will still have his jacket on and his t- couple of jumpers, <laughs> I'm sure, in 35-degree in 30, heat. But, uh, yeah, keep in contact with that. There are lots of good stuff there. And, obviously, it's a big time in the NFL. The draft is on as well, so all the content from the state side is uh, covered on there as well. Make sure you check it all out. Make sure you give us a follow on the socials at Because We Win. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if that's where you're taking this content in from. Alternatively, if you're listening in podcast format, then make sure you're subscribed 
and that you leave us a review. We'll see you all soon with more. Until next time, goodbye and have a cracking weekend. All the best. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 